Hey, welcome to Truth Lies Shenanigans Podcast, social commentary, hot topics, amazing guests with a ton of fun and shenanigans along the way. This week's podcast, many of our listeners are familiar with the shocking news that former mayor and former guest on this show, Patrick Willian, was arrested and charged with child pornography. And this past week, a grand jury actually added some additional charges so he now has a total of 80 counts of child pornography. Ooh. His arrest and resignation left a void in my home city of College Park in a lot of ways. And today, the spotlight is on someone looking to fill that void and help start that healing. He's an exceptional individual. I've known him for a while. He's dedicated his life to serving the community and making a positive impact. He's now seeking to be mayor, council member, Azul Kabir. Hey, Fazul, welcome to the show. How are you? Pretty good. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us. Very happy to have you. It's a thrill. So let me introduce you to Fazul. He's a Bangladeshi American community leader, activist, and advocate for environmentalism, sustainability, and social justice. He has deep roots in College Park, Maryland, and has spent years working tirelessly to build a more equitable, inclusive, and prosperous city for all the residents. He's been an active member of the College Park City Council since 2011 and has earned a reputation as a champion of forward-thinking causes and a tireless advocate for the underrepresented. He also helps run and manage a local community garden, which I love. Now he's taking his passion and experience to the next level as he runs for mayor. Fazul's vision for the city is bold, ambitious, and it centers around creating a sustainable and prosperous community that's built on a foundation of inclusivity and equity. So please join me in giving a warm welcome to Fazul Kabir. Thanks so much. All right. So I'm going to start off. First question I have for you is a question we ask all of our first time guests. <laughs> what is one thing that our audience can't find out on Google about you right now? If they were to go on Google right now, it's going to say, Fazul Kabir, who is that? What's that one thing that they can't find? Yeah. Absolutely. I'm happy to. So this happened actually before the internet day. So, you know, it doesn't matter which search engine you use, you won't be able to find it. So many years ago, when I was in college in 80, I used to be chess champion in my college. And I, I used to chess champion. Whoa. <laughs> uh, well, it's fun, but also I miss classes, honestly speaking, which is not a good thing. My parents wouldn't be happy. <laughs> You know that chance, once you start, you don't want to stop it, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you to finish it. Yeah. So, and I had a lot of fun. <laughs> that was fun. Awesome. Actually, we've got John Ashton's online. It says, hey, guys, looking to hear about your vision. All right. So I'm going to start out with former mayor Patrick Williams arrest. I was absolutely shocked personally. And given that he was a very popular mayor, that was not unusual for most people in College Park. So what were your initial thoughts when you heard what happened? Yeah, I was just like you, Neil. I was very much shocked because it happened right in our neighborhood, right in Hollywood College Park. Yeah. And we saw him so many years. So he used to be our mayor and we worked together on the city council for many years. 
So it was very shocking. And just like many people, I had to process many complex thoughts, things like shock and anger and betrayal, all of these things. And it took me actually a couple of days to process all of this. And especially the allegations are related to child, I mean, minors and children. And, you know, we're the ones who are elected people expect us to protect them, to advocate for them, advocate for the families. And when they see us, even allegation-wise, they're shocked. It's very shocking. So it was very difficult. I'm glad that you said betrayal, because that was something that I was struggling with, because I know I kind of looked at Patrick, I, I would almost call him a friend. And these type of allegations, they hurt me to my core. And betrayal was one of the words that really came up for me. So I'm glad you said it and being honest about how you felt, because that's how I felt as well. Thank you. So now that we're here, right, can you speak to how you plan to address this issue and kind of restore the trust and confidence in city's leadership and their elected mayor? Because some of that confidence has been lost. Absolutely. Absolutely. It it is difficult because trust is something you can't feel it, right? It's not tangible things. You need to build the trust. You need to work with the community for a long time. You need to acknowledge your mistakes sometimes to earn people's trust. And the trust between an elected official and the community members, constituents, is no different from other kind of trust, like the trust between spouses, trust between a parent and a child, trust between a school teacher and, and a student. It needs time. It's going to happen over time. But there are a few things I think we definitely can do. One is communication. Mm-hmm. We need to be very transparent about what we do, because oftentimes people don't trust and honestly speaking this is a reality they're elected officials because they don't actually open up they don't communicate very well and they're not transparent about the decisions they make before and after so that kind of thing if you make communications very transparent and more frequent and make the elected officials more responsible and more accountable i think that will make the difference yeah that's really good so making transparency an important part of it Absolutely. So what I understand of College Park is that it is home to a diverse community of residents and students. So I'm curious what steps you will take to ensure that all members of your community feel represented and included in your administration. Absolutely. So we have a very large student population. And I don't know, Rob, you know, I have a background. I I actually taught at the University of Maryland for eight years. I didn't so know, I know that. <laughs> I've been in the campus many times. So, you know, even though I live and sleep in, in the residential neighborhood, I spent many, many hours in the classrooms. Oh, so I, I no saw idea, the actually. talents in there. Yeah, it's a bio probably hidden somewhere. <laughs> uh, so I, I've seen the talent and the potential the university has, the students have. And oftentimes, just like any other college town, there are tensions between longtime residents and the university students community. And I can actually see that here in College Park as well. But I think we can work as a partner, right? We can work together and make both parties leading to each other's benefits. In the past, I actually worked with the University of Maryland students to do many fun activities, things like we we did, Neil, you probably know, we did so many cleanup events in the community. Absolutely. Many, many of our University of Maryland students came forward. Yep. Yep. University of Maryland departments, they actually now are engaged in 
helping one of our schools, Hollywood Elementary School, in, to run their after-school program. And also one of the University of Maryland students group, architecture, department of architecture group, they actually designed one of, one of our parks. So this is a few examples. There are so many different collaborations going on. We need to work together instead of fighting each other. I think we should work together. We could benefit more. If well, to, that, to that point, we had Kate Kennedy on a couple of weeks ago, and she's running against you as well. And one of the things that I mentioned was, you know, when Patrick was mayor, one of the things that kind of bothered me was all of the spending and all of everything going on economically around specifically the university, because there's strong partnerships between the city and the university. But what that translates into is a lot of development specifically around the university. And I'm curious, will we see with you as mayor any changes, one, in that partnership, and two, any changes in any kind of spending or anything happening more in the communities and the neighborhoods? Yeah, so there's something you'll be interested. About 15 years ago, even over my time, actually, so I actually witnessed it and I was part of it. The university and the city actually worked together with some developments around the university community. And part of that reason to build many student housing around the campus was to have the students live close to the campus so that they can walk to the campus. They don't need to live within the neighborhoods and they don't need to drive through the neighborhoods, increasing the traffic. So that was one of the reasons so to do that. Now, will that happen to the entire town? Uh, may or may not be. There are future developments, projects that are coming up in Discovery Districts, which is not very far from the university near the College Park Metro stations. There are, th- those are fantastic developments. But on the other hand, I like to mention that you know development is not a bad thing necessarily as long as they don't negatively impact the surrounding community. So we need to have a balance between those two. Yeah, well. and I agree with you. I really, I don't have anything against the development. I just sometimes felt as though there was so much development specifically around the university and not as much investment outside of that area. But I agree with you. The development is valuable, and I think it does bring something overall to the city of College Park. So definitely would agree with fostering that relationship. Fazul, in your observation, what is the most pressing issues in College Park so far, and how do you kind of plan on addressing those issues if elected mayor? Good question. So as I'm knocking and talking with the neighbors, what I'm hearing from the neighbors and the residents that they want to see the improving the quality of life of the, the communities. And that means it's a broad range of things, things like improving public safety, improving court enforcement. They want to feel safe. They want to see neighborhoods looking nice. And they basically like to see what a small college town could be, a small town could be. You know, we're not a big town like L.A. or D.C. or New York (laughs) or Chicago. We're a small town, only 32,000 people. And they like to see a small town vibe, good Mm -hmm. vibe in it. Yeah. So that's what I'm hearing from them. I mean, it's a going back to basic, and but improving on it. So it's, it's a range of things, but it's about improving quality of lives of our residents. Yeah, I know one of the big initiatives in North College Park was the cityscape, which was an effort to make yeah. streetscape, sorry, which was an effort to make the area a little more walkable, especially in the commercial district of Hollywood. So I know right. you were a big advocate of that. So I appreciate you bringing that to the area. 
I'm curious about some more national issues and how you feel about those. And we're actually going to talk about a couple of these topics later. But Donald Trump was indicted just last week. Uh, He's supposed to be arrested this upcoming week. What are your thoughts on him, first of all? And were you excited or happy that he was arrested? Or is it just one of those things where you're like, you know, another day in the world of Donald Trump? <laughs> right. <laughs> Interesting questions. So based on what I have seen in my 12 years of city council life, we don't get into national politics too much. We are very hyper-local people. That doesn't yeah. mean that we don't follow them. We do encourage people to discuss this kind of thing. And I have seen people from both sides. You know, they are very much engaged. Our campaigns are very nonpartisan. You know, mm-hmm. we don't run on political platforms, you know, Democratic Party or Republican Party, mm-hmm. which is actually kind of a good thing because sometimes people just vote on the party affiliation, which doesn't happen in college party. People yeah. vote on people's agenda, yeah. not necessarily in other things. So, good, yeah, I do respect it was a good pivot. You did good. You did good. <laughs> so I'm not going to push it. So let me just ask this, though, because we're always big on local politics in some ways being more important than you know national politics simply because you're improving your neighborhood, your area, your city, your state, and then everything flows up. So ground roots right. is kind of good. So we're really big on that. But we have another topic that we're going to talk about, and I'd like to get your thoughts on the school shooting in Nashville. Yeah, that's yeah. Awful. And school shootings awful. in general, because, you know, we have a local elementary school here in, in Hollywood. Yeah, we have Hollywood Elementary School, 400 students. I was there actually just three weeks ago in front of about 80 students in a gymnasium. I was asked to talk about an essay they're asked to write. And I can think of someone coming into the gym and randomly shooting those kids. I mean, that's that would be terrible. Yeah, I mean, those are very innocent people, very innocent faces, young people. Yeah. I, anyway, I, I don't think anyone will find anywhere that would be supporting mass shooting. I mean, this is not. awful. And well, what can we I, do about I, it? How can we solve this issue? Yeah. I mean, are, is there anything we can do locally or you can do locally as a mayor that to kind of ensure that this doesn't happen? When we're talking advocacy, well, what can we do? Absolutely. We feel, absolutely. I feel powerless. So, I'm going to be honest. I feel powerless. And it bothers me. You're right. So I'm curious, me what too. can we me, do? Me too. And one thing we, we sometimes often do, we do advocate, as you're saying. We advocate to our state and the county and sometimes our congressmen and women. And that's definitely should be doing. I mean, one thing we should be definitely looking into the types of arms that people actually use, are allowed to use, are allowed to buy. We are not in the war zone. I mean, I know there is a Second Amendment right to bear arms as in the Constitution, but on the other hand, what yeah. kind of arms people can bear? That's the question we should be asking ourselves. Right. Well, out of curiosity, would you support uh, amendment change? I mean, to keep our people safe, keep our children safe, definitely. I mean, anything we should be doing, we should be doing. Right. Well, I'm curious what your plan for attracting and retaining businesses in College Park and how you plan to foster economic development in the city. Hey, that should have been something I asked. Ooh, that's a good question. <laughs> should have been the first question I asked, you know, because my wife has a business in College Park. Yeah, so we're good. Please answer <laughs> that question. 
I love that question. So I'm glad you asked. Rob, I know you live in, Tor- sorry, close to Toronto. And, you know, if you want to come to college park, be my guest. I can actually fly you in from Pearson's airport. Everybody <laughs> <laughs> um, knows that they're Canada, huh? <laughs> Yeah, Neil, you probably know how passionate I am about the small businesses. Uh, I back about 2017, I started the business, the small business award program, and Mel's and your fitness studio actually received the best business in college parts. So yeah, congratulations! That award. That. Yeah, thank you. Yes. So back to attracting new developments and small businesses. I think we are lacking something in College Park. We are not actually doing something that other towns and, and jurisdictions actually do. We don't really currently, but this is going to happen. We don't have a program to attract and retain new businesses from outside the city, also from inside the city. We do have talent inside College Park. You know, people want to contribute to College Park. They want to set up new businesses, but they don't have the support or the funding to do that. The fitness business, right? That was Mel and Neil. You are local. You are not only the business owners, but also you are residents. So we need to support people like you. Yeah. But we do not have that kind of programs now. But this is something just three weeks ago we have been talking about this is coming. I business incentive program for small businesses to attract new businesses and also retain them as we can. Yeah. And I like the fact that you pointed out the fact that we are residents of College Park and having residents of College Park, then opening business in College Park is a huge value. Just to let you know, when we were looking to open up, we looked at a lot of different things. We researched, we did our business plan. And so we did a lot of research on where to go. And we wanted to open in College Park, but we had looked at opportunities in nearby areas that were more fitness related, that had a better fitness crowd that we could attract and we were looking mostly in nearby montgomery county and that doesn't help college park and (laughs) it doesn't really help our neighborhoods so melissa made a conscious decision to say let's stay here in college park and we did receive a lot of support from city council and it was really valuable to us and then even through the pandemic there were grants that were provided by the city to help keep the business going. And they were invaluable. If we did not have those grants from the city, we would have had to close down, honestly. Thank thank you. Good to know. Yeah. So, yeah, supporting small businesses, I I hope that is a major thing that you focus on. Yeah. I'm all about purpose, and I'm also all about following what you feel called to do. What inspired you to run for mayor of College Park and what's like your primary vision or your goal for becoming mayor? Thank you. Glad you asked it. So when this incident happened, Neil, it happened March 2nd, right? I think that's right. Mm -hmm. Just a month ago. And when this happened, I actually wasn't thinking to run, honestly speaking. In the first three, four days were days of shocks. But then I started getting calls from neighbors and I got Dozens of dozens of calls, like run, run, run. <laughs> so that made me run. But also I was thinking that this is an opportunity for me to see so many neighbors, to meet with them. Because, Neil, you know that I've been in District 1 in North College Park for so many years now. I've been campaigning here, but I never had a chance to meet other neighbors in other districts throughout the city. So I'm really enjoying every moment of it. So that's one of the reasons I'm running. 
But to answer your question, what would be my first goal if I get elected? So one of the things definitely as a new mayor, I think what I should be doing to bring the community together. The community is still hurting. I mean, they're still in shock. They're going through a healing process, a painful process, and it will take some time. But as a leader of the community, I think we have a job to take this community from this healing process into a state of stronger position because we're a strong community and we'll come out very strong. What happened is just by one individual, but we are a community of 32,000 people. So we're stronger than that. So we'll come out very strong and resilient in the end. Yeah. There's a question online from Jacqueline Robinson and she says, how does your platform differ from your opponents? And I know that you're up against Kate Kennedy, who we had two weeks ago, and then Denise Mitchell, who we're trying to get on this show as well. Are there any other candidates at this point? So what you have asked, but you never know. The deadline is April 5th, so there could be more. There could be more in a couple of days. (laughs) So I'm curious. I know all three of you guys, and I'm curious what makes you different than Kate and Denise? Glad you asked this question. Great question, Jacqueline. Ending on Lackawanna Street, and a couple actually asked exactly the same question. <laughs> I'll just point out two things. Like, I'll, I'm a hyper local guy, you know me. You know, yes. I, I really love to work with the community. I yes. love to be in touch with the community, getting their inputs and getting things done. You know, I'm not like an armchair activist or that kind of stuff. I'm, I love sneaker than armchairs, right? <laughs> so I like to talk to the people and get their input and getting. Th- things solved. And I'm, I'm an action-oriented person. So you'll see me very active, whether in person on the streets, on your beautiful lawn, or on social media, anywhere. You'll be saying, as you see now, that's the reason I'm blogging every day, because I like that connection. So that's one difference I feel passionate about that I'll be doing definitely more. Uh, the other things I'll be bringing is the uh, transparency. Everything happens yeah. uh, in the city council. Every decision is made. I'll definitely like to get communities' input more and more because it is important to get the communities' input because they're the taxpayers, and it is important for us to uh, spend their tax dollars the way they want to. So these are the two things that you will see the difference. I'm not saying my other colleagues will not be doing anything. I have a lot of respect for them. Okay, I love that. I love that. Unfortunately, we are out of time, so we're running short on time. So let me just ask you, so what message do you have for the residents of College Park? What do you want to leave our audience with? And then also let them know how they can support you. I know you have kabiracares.org. Just final message, if you don't mind. Thank you. Thank you. So on May 6th, I think our residents have an opportunity, a choice to make. If the next mayor of College Park would be working hard to improve the quality of life in their neighborhoods and their communities. And they will be bringing more transparencies and more accountability from the city government to them and to build the trust. And there is a lack of trust right now. And yeah. to grow that city, grow the city responsibly because we need to grow the city because we need to have a larger tax base so that it can roll out more programs and amenities and services for our residents. We definitely do not like to raise taxes from our residents. So we like to generate revenues in other ways from responsible, smart development. So that is something I'll be definitely be working on. If you want to support me, again, you already mentioned kabircares.org. This is the blog site I've been writing since 2009. There are now 4,800 posts maybe. So every day I write about it. Please go and check. 
and there are links how to volunteer, how to donate. We'll make it happen together. It's a great site too. It's very valuable in terms of keeping me up to date on what's happening locally. So <laughs> it's almost like a news blog. It's actually pretty awesome. All right, folks. Thank, so thank you so much for joining us and spending this time thank with you. us. I wish you the best of luck as well. So you're a fantastic candidate and I'm glad that you chose to run. So thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate Thanks it. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Nice. Yeah. Very great. Great energy. Great energy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Fazil is great. As I said earlier, as I said to him, it's a struggle for me to kind of choose because Kate Kennedy's fantastic. Fazul's fantastic. Really tough. As a resident. See, and uh, as a voter, that's a great position to be in because you're, typically you're you find right. yourself going, am I going to vote for Bozo number one, Bozo number two? That's a great what? point. That's a great point. Yeah, we actually it's have a good position to be good, in, Neil. Pretty good options, yeah. which is actually a really good thing. All right. You're let's lucky. Get into, yeah, yeah, it's rare. It's very rare. All right, I'd like to thank all of you guys for joining us. <laughs> I hope you learned something, gained a new perspective, or simply had some laughs with us. Don't forget to check out our video clips like our interview today with Fazul and our interview two weeks ago with Kate Kennedy. Just go on TLSshow.com. Also, you can look for our official audio podcast episodes on Tuesdays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. And as I said, the winner for the final thought, Mr. Robbie Rock. Close us out, buddy. All right. So remember, no matter what challenges you faced this week, you have the strength and resilience to overcome them. Believe in yourself and know that you are capable of achieving great things. Let's go. Yay, Rob. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Rob B. Rock, Gianni. But most importantly, most importantly, we always have to thank you for watching and listening each and every week. 